Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome once again to Monster Movie Fun Time Go! 31 Days of Horror! Oops, All Werewolves Edition. This is day number 11. I have a guest with me today, a returning guest, Mr. Levi Combs of Planet X games welcome back to the show levi hey man i'm happy to be here (laughs) well we're happy to have you uh today we're going to be discussing late phases but before we get into that you've got a kickstarter launching soon when is that and what is it oh yeah um (laughs) i have a kickstarter that launches uh tuesday august sorry uh tuesday october 10th um, and it's called, believe it or not, it kind of uh, dovetails right into what we're talking about, but it's called uh, Reverend Werewolf's Old-Timey Monster Mania uh, Family Hour. And it is a uh, an ode to the old uh, monster magazines and, and horror zines that I read as a kid. Yeah, man, it's just jam-packed with um, just a ton of, uh, you know, horror homage to the kind of the, the, the monster magazines of the past. Um it's got uh, the kind of the classic horror, that universal style horror that, that you know we all know and love. There's liminal horror, mythos horror, kind of modern day horror. Um, there's uh, where kind of where weird fantasy meets uh, meets the horror genre, and then um, you know definitely some body horror. So you get like a real um, grab bag, a real mix of of uh, horror topics, you know, all jammed into into one zine. So it's very very useful at the table. And I, I've kind of recruited a bunch of my monster kid friends from uh, kind of all over the the indie RPG uh, stratosphere. I've got uh, Joy Royale from uh, Get Haunted, um, and he does that fabulous uh, WHPA uh, Weird Heroes of Public Access um, RPG, which is like my favorite RPG of the last ten years. Uh, there's Brian Shutter from Neon Lords uh, of the Toxic Wasteland. There's mm-hmm. Jeremy Schumann. He did Corvac. What's that? I said I have that one. Oh yeah, it's excellent. <laughs> like it's been like like a nostalgic syringe to the brain. Like it's it's wonderful. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we've got Jeremy Schumann from Core Vaccine Codex, uh, John McGuire, our our mutual buddy Hambone, uh, from Three Two One Action and the Vintage RPG podcast, and just a, just a ton of a ton of folks um, that have kind of pitched in to help. And um, yeah, it came out so good so i'm really ready to get in front of people and for them this for them if you're a monster kid and you're uh, you're really into you know reading about horror and playing horror games and kind of trying new things with horror then this is the going to be the zine for you it's just in time for halloween and it's going to nail all of those like weird horror pleasure centers in the brain <laughs> well that sounds great i will try to get this episode posted as close to the 10th as possible I had something lined up, but I might be able to pump, bump this ahead of that. I mean, hey, but it runs not, for a couple, a, a couple a day, weeks, so all good. Day after. Yeah, and we got Hambone will be on the show in a few days to talk about his new Kickstarter. People kickstarting things all over the place. 
Yeah, the, the Hotel Exorcist. Yeah, that, that's that's going to be a really good one. So we'll uh, have a link to that Kickstarter in our show notes. And uh, I urge you all to go check it out. It sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, I've got a lot of Levi's games, and they're all good times. But now we're going to talk a little bit about the 2014 horror drama film Late Phases. It was directed by Adrian Garcia Bogliano and was his first English-language feature film. Not familiar with him, but I assume from that that he has other films in other languages. This is from Wikipedia, folks. Thanks, Wikipedia. It is 95 minutes in color. I don't see any budget or box office here. Uh, I first noticed this on Netflix years ago, so I'm not sure if it was direct to streaming or if it was ever... Looks like it at least showed at South by Southwest Festival. The cast is Nick... Damici as Ambrose McKinley, Ethan Embry as Will McKinley, Lance Guest as James Griffin, Tina Louise as Clarissa. We'll talk about her in a minute if you don't know who that is. Rutania <laughs> Alda as Gloria B. Caitlin O'Haney as Emma. Aaron Cummings as Anne. Tom Noonan as Father Roger. Larry Fessenden as O'Brien, Al Sapenza as Bennett, Bernardo Cubria as Officer Lang, and Karen Lynn Gorney as Dolores, Karen Graves as Victoria Kay, Haytham Noor as Nelson, Kareem Savion as Edward, and Dana Ashbrook as Westmark. There you go, folks. That is our cast. Levi, any opening thoughts on late phases? Um, I got a couple, uh, but let's let me start off by saying it, it's it's hard to make a good werewolf movie. Apparently, uh-huh. <laughs> and I don't mean that as a slight. I, I really think it is probably pretty hard because uh, out of all the out of all the classic, you know, monsters, um, he's werewolves seem to be the one that kind of slipped through the cracks. You know, you got uh, great mummy stories, you've got great vampire stories. Um, you even have, you know, great uh, Invisible Man and uh, Frank, for my money, that doesn't really don't seem to be that many great werewolf movies. Now, um, when I saw Late Phases for the first time, this is back around 2014, 2015, um, I got kind of hip to it by uh, that old uh, website, um, Ain't It Cool News. They used to run like a... Uh, uh-huh like a the you know, 31 days of horror where they would list the best horror movies of the year and late phases was pretty high up on their list so i was like oh man i gotta i gotta watch this so eventually i did and i hated it <laughs> i was not okay. a fan of late phases but that was you know almost 10 years ago um mm-hmm. but so as i was prepping for this show i fired it up on on amazon got it on freebie and uh and watched it again, and I like it so much better now. Um, especially with that prism of knowing uh, now, ten years later, how hard it is to get like a pretty decent um, horror film, or sorry, very decent uh, werewolf film. Right. I liked it the first time I saw it, and I still liked it the second time <laughs> I saw it. So this is uh, what I've been calling a uh, type two werewolf movie. 
folks that have been listening will know this already, but we'll say it once more for the folks in the back. Type one is the werewolf's journey. Some poor schmo gets bit by a wolf, and sometimes they're born that way, but usually they're bitten. We watch them deal with it, and they often but not always end up dead at the end. Type two is there's a werewolf among us. We got to figure out who it is. And type three is the secret lives of werewolves, where there's a whole werewolf society and we learn about it and learn all their stupid rules and and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> there is a werewolf in the retirement gated community that this blind veteran uh, moves into. He's also a widower or is he divorced? And I think he's a widower. A widowed. Does yeah. it count as a widower if you get divorced and then she dies? I mean, I don't. I don't think so, right? <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I guess. In any event, I believe his son's mother is no longer present. But it sounds like uh, they had split at some point because, as he was going blind, he he didn't deal with it well and kind of pushed everybody away from him right yeah apologizes for later in the film he's a very crusty grumpy but highly competent old blind guy yeah he's your typical like kind of grump with a heart of gold sort of sort of guy you know like uh stoic you know um loves his son but doesn't show the you know doesn't show him really show him that you know how much he loves him you know um it's tropey but adorable Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I liked I liked all that stuff. It's funny though he he rubs most people the wrong way, but actually the first person he meets in the community he seems to hit it off with, but then right. she gets killed pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then everybody else gets kind of freaked out by him, and and uh, he ruffles all their feathers. Uh, one of those people is Tina Louise. The younger people out there might not know who Tina Louise is. She was Ginger on Gilligan's Island. Has not been in a whole lot of things since then, so it's always nice when she pops up in something. Uh, she declined to be in, I think, all of the reunions that the rest of them did. So, yeah, she's one of the kind of bitchy old ladies in the community <laughs> who... Uh, ends up becoming a werewolf at one point. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this werewolf, once he realizes that the guy's onto him, he runs around door to door biting his neighbors to make a little <laughs> werewolf army. Yeah, he does. <laughs> for, for the final assault. Uh, so, yeah, that's one of the crazier was, parts of the parts of the movie. And um, frankly, yeah. one that I might've glossed over all those years ago because uh I, I, you know, we got halfway through the movie. I probably wasn't paying that much attention to it towards the latter, the latter parts of it. But man, I'm glad mm-hmm. I did this time because uh, that whole yeah. ending sequence, uh, you know, he's like the Ambrose uh, Demichi. He's like a, um, like, <laughs> like the John Wick of the <laughs> of, yeah. of the senior, the blind senior senior citizen community. You know. Yeah, but yeah, it's a real dick move to go around making all your neighbors werewolves on purpose. But it was a, a nice twist. I hadn't seen that before. So much. I mean, of this, solid I strategy seen, if you're a werewolf. 
Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I've been watching a lot of these this month, so it's uh, anytime I see something fresh, I really appreciate it. So I liked that. It's been, I didn't remember who the werewolf was, so I was afraid for a moment it was going to be the priest because that's what they do in Silver Bullet, and I didn't want to see that again. But it wasn't. It was the, I don't know if he's actually a deacon, but he was, you know, sort of an assistant at the church. Right. And I'm not sure the priest, he seems to have told the priest about his problem, but I don't think the priest believes him. I think the priest thinks he's mentally ill. That's the, the that's the, the point that I got, yeah. Yeah, but it's not clear if he told him that he'd actually killed these people, because they know that there is has been a problem with people uh, wandering too close to the woods and getting uh, killed, they think, it's just by animals. Although right. the, the animals are breaking into people's homes. So, they yeah, they just brush it off as like, well, you know, the woods are nearby. This happens about once a month. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Maybe some kind of fence might be in order <laughs> if it's happening <laughs> once a month. Uh, but, of course, it's happening once a month because it's a damn werewolf. Hey, can we uh, talk about the uh, the father real quick? The uh, the priest, sure. the archivist, pastor yeah, would yeah. be the real. Yeah, um, yeah. That's yeah. Tom Noonan from Monster Squad. So, oh, which, which also has a werewolf. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. Uh, he wasn't the werewolf. That was Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, I think John Grise is his name, but um, <laughs> um, he was uh, Tom Noonan was um, Frankenstein. He was the yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. so he has a a deep a deep uh, nostalgic you know tie to eighties horror as well. Well, then it's almost a shame then that he wasn't the werewolf because he could have been doing a, a Lon Chaney and uh, trying to make his way through <laughs> playing different yeah. monsters. Yeah, I think if they had made the priest the uh, the werewolf, that would have been like a real problem because you know the Silver Bullet, you know you got yeah, that. Yeah. That's literally the the plot of you know the the priest is the is the werewolf. That's literally the plot of silver bullet. So, um, it was kind of nice that they, 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 you know, they had all the, cause like when he goes into the church and he's listening to all the breathing, uh, listen to everybody breathing. Um, so he's trying to figure out who, you know, who it is because the werewolf that attacked him, uh, also was breathing hard. So he's like, he's trying to figure mm-hmm. out like, are, is anybody in the congregation here? Is it the same person? But all these people are kind of wheezing. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, there's the guy yeah. in the iron yeah. lung, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I thought that was a really cool I part, thought you know? I wanted yeah. to see the guy in the iron lung turn into a werewolf. But he just got his head <laughs> torn off by one of them. Yeah. Maybe yeah, his he wife, did. it wasn't clear. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty horrific. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's, that's uh, the probably, thing. Was... He, he probably never saw it coming. So. Yeah. I mean, this movie is violent. It's gory. Um, but it has heart, you know. So I'll give it that. I thought the wolves looked pretty good. They are... Uh, what I've been calling type three werewolves. Okay. Yeah. Type one is you're just the wolf. Type two is you're a really big wolf, like an unnaturally large wolf, like American werewolf in London. Right. And, uh, type three is a bipedal wolf man, wolf person walking around on your hind legs. Yeah. With uh, varying degrees of, of makeup applied to you. Yeah. The makeup was pretty good. Yeah, I, that's something I've come to appreciate in, in these films, how much effort they put into it and whether or not it's a practical practical effect or some crappy CGI. It's always nice to see them uh, put in the effort. Uh, Levi, any other moments that particularly uh, 
stick out to you? Any moments in, in the film? Yeah, any or any oh. element or you know. Oh yeah, lots. Um, <laughs> there's there's a ton. I, so again, I, I kind of mentioned um, that he was kind of the John Wick of the blind retirement community. <laughs> yeah. I, I like how um, you know it, it, it's this movie kind of falls into that whole like sub sub genre of, of movies where um, there's a man and his dog, and yeah. the, you know, and, and you, you know. Again, John Wick, you know, man and his dog. The I am legend, man and his dog. The, the movie, a man and his dog. There's always the like a, a, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like this, there's, there's a whole like like, like under genre of, of those kinds of films, and this this one really does really does it right. From the so he's uh, for those who are listening, like um, our hero Ambrose, he gets uh, you know, he moves in this retirement. You know, retirement uh, community and he's like rubbing everybody the wrong way and he's having like he's like butting heads with his son and his son's kind of mad at him and he's just life is just kind of in the toilet but all he has is this dog you know so he's he's uh which is a seeing eye dog because he's fun yeah so uh after the first vampire attack you know vampire kills his neighbor ginger from uh werewolf. i'm sorry what oh that's a vampire i'm sorry werewolf. Uh, Werewolf. Yeah, so the were- were- werewolf kills Ginger, <laughs> and then uh, no, no, tries- Ginger, Ginger's not Ginger's the taller, skinnier lady. Oh my bad, my the bad. First lady, first. I thought it, I was thinking at first it was her too, but uh, then when I saw the other woman, I was like, oh no, no, that's that's Ginger. Oh, I got you. Um, well, he killed uh, the the werewolf kills his neighbor, then tries to kill him because you know he's trying to help his neighbor, and the dog more or less kind of saves him, you know, um, from from being killed. And, but the, but in the process of saving him, the dog is killed. So you have this whole process of the whole movie where um, Ambrose is digging this grave in, the, in, in his in the in the back of his little plot there, and he's went out and he's like you know spared no expense buying this nice fancy tombstone, and he's slowly all, all all month as he waits for the next full moon, he's he's digging this grave slowly but surely, and of course at the at the end you know, towards the end of the movie towards the final. Uh, thing you know he buries his dog and his you know his neighbors are all uh they're all complaining about the smell of the of the decaying dog over the course of the month and uh, you know he's he's barking at him and uh giving him a hard time but um that was a really like cool element in the film um where you just saw like he he, he felt so abandoned by everybody in his life and he was up he, he hit you know he he was so angry because he's you know he's blind that but he has a dog and uh when this werewolf you know kills kills his dog it's like all right the all the kid gloves are off i'm gonna find out what's up i'm gonna avenge my dog and i thought that was a really cool piece to this movie because you don't typically get that in, in in werewolf films yeah it takes him days to bury this dog but it turns out yeah. he's actually <laughs> building a pit trap he's pretending to bury yes. the dog he's building a pit trap for the werewolf well that's a, that was another cool part you know after he goes to the uh, to the pawn shop and, and buys a silver bullet, kind of learns his little clue about the other guy that came in and bought silver bullets. Yeah, he uh, you know he's got his silver bullets, but then he rigs up all these like Vietnam boot traps or sorry booby traps. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know you're you're expecting this guy to go toe to toe with these with these werewolves, but he's blind, so he has to he he goes around with the kind of the smart way, you know, and he's 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 tricking them and the you know falling into these booby traps, and um, it's just, it's just really cool. Um, it was one of the things that made me kind of turn do a kind of an about face on on whether or not I I enjoyed the film or not. And that was another little twist: the other guy buying the bullets, the the deacon or whatever he is. 
had is the one who bought the silver bullets because there was another werewolf. He figured out what was going on previously, went out in the woods hunting the werewolf and killed it, but ended up getting it bitten himself and becoming a new werewolf. And sort of starting this cycle all over again, somebody else has to come along and, and kill him. So he started off well-intentioned. Um, there might just be something about the curse that, you know, because he's unhappy about having this curse. He's concerned about it. But then at the same time, he, you know, <laughs> bites all his neighbors to make a werewolf army. <laughs> so I, I think in this case, anyway, there's sort of a corrupting element to the curse. Uh, yeah and it was really cool how um how ambrose kind of gets around becoming the next werewolf and in the movie he mm-hmm. in, so again he's he's an older gentleman so he he ends up taking all this medication and kind of overdosing himself in the medication he knows that he's got like x amount of time before this medication kicks in and he uh mm-hmm. you know he takes the medication so that he uh He's, he's done his, his duty and killed off all the werewolves. So he doesn't become a werewolf. And I thought that was another one of those kind of like cool moments. Like I didn't see it coming and then boom, there it is. Oh, wasn't there a thing about going to his wife's grave and um, he was supposed to have bought her a better headstone. She just had like a temporary one. Yeah. <laughs> and he was supposed to buy her a better one. And then he goes headstone shopping and turns out though he's buying it for his dog. Yeah, yeah, that was that, that made me laugh so hard when uh, you you finally yeah. see the headstone and it, it's it's like the nicest headstone you could get for a dog. It's a huge, <laughs> huge cross. Yeah. yeah, it's like six feet tall. So good. And I don't know that the, the retirement community. There's probably a big turnover in in these houses in this retirement community. So, in theory, the next person in his house was going to have this giant headstone. <laughs> just off to in the side yard right right but he ends up turning it into a trap and dropping it into the pit on top of the wolf so somebody will come along and clean that up now these are the typical werewolves and that i believe they turn back into human form when they die so it's gonna look to the authorities like a bunch of naked people attacked the house and all got killed (laughs) Well, at, at the, towards the end of the movie, like his, uh, you know, when everything's going down and he goes outside and sits on the steps and he's, you know, he's waiting for the medication to kick in. His son shows up and it's like, uh, yeah. you know, he's telling his son the story about the, the ring, you know, that he didn't, he didn't pawn off or sell the ring. He instead, you know, that he, uh, he, he just lost it. You know, he just, there's, he's not a, he's not, he, you know, he's not a jerk. Um, <laughs> and, uh, all around like his son walks up and there's all around there's like these half human half transformed werewolves like you know they're kind of caught mid transformation and it's a uh, kind of a freaky scene to walk walk up and, and see your blind dad you know after he's massacred four or five werewolves <laughs> i mean it's silly but you know also awesome at the same time yeah i did really appreciate the message he leaves his son on the answering no. machine <laughs> and, no not yeah, not know, so it much was, it was nice um, <laughs> You didn't appreciate it? No, no. Are you talking talking about the there at the very end? Yeah, I'm saying he leaves a son oh, okay, message, yeah, yeah, yeah. basically apologizing for his whole life. Yeah, no, I was thinking about their their their, their relationship at the beginning of the movie. Sorry. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's it. They have a troublesome relationship. Yeah. And um, 
Although the son kind of can't take yes for an answer because he tells him he's going to move away. They're going to have a baby and they want his wife wants to move. And his father basically says, that's fine. You know, <laughs> he's like, I hope you're I hope you're happy. That's great. And the son's like, oh, geez, dad, come on, kid, because he wasn't enthusiastic enough about it. I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm sure they have years of of a contentious relationship. But Yeah, and that's part of know. the thing that gives the movie its heart, you know, is this relationship yeah. he has with his son. And he, he knows that he's just kind of failed him repeatedly, you know, and, and not uh, not been the greatest, like, most pre- emotionally present father, you know. So um, when you do hear that at the end, it, it, that is nice. It, it, it helps to, you know, push it to the next level as far as that emotional time. Because, like, again, it, you know, uh, werewolf movies not known for their huge emotional emotional tie-ins you know <laughs> yeah well i think we've come to the part where we're gonna give the movie a rating we're using a moon phase scale this year <laughs> so it's a uh, new moon quarter half three quarters or full moon what phase rating are you gonna give late all phases? right so <laughs> so normally Normally, I would rate this movie a half. Normally, mm-hmm. but we have a bit of a there. There, there, there's some things to take into into consideration. Okay, one is that I, again, I don't feel that there's that many great werewolf movies. Are there some entertaining werewolf movies? Are there, you know, are, are there plenty of gory ones and violent ones? Sure, um, but ones that are that are actually good, um, not not that many. I mean, you know, you've got the, the you've got the goat, you know, uh, American Werewolf. Um, and then there's mm-hmm. some other ones that kind of kind of come on down the line. But um, as far as like just great werewolf films, I just don't. And it's my opinion. I just don't feel there's that many. Late Phases is a pretty good werewolf movie. Um, again, I didn't like it when I first watched it, but now kind of with a, a, a as an older man, especially. Um, so I'm going to bump it up to uh, three fourths. Okay. All right. I think I'm going to give it a full moon. Just as hey. a werewolf movie, maybe as a movie in general, I might have only given it, you know, four four stars on a five star scale. But as far as a werewolf movie goes, and in comparison to some of this other crap I've watched, I'm gonna <laughs> give it a full moon. Uh, I do want to point out, in most places, this movie is listed as late phases, but some places listed as late phases, Night of the Lone Wolf. Which yeah. is a goddamn lie, because it's not a lone wolf. It's the night of there are no lone half wolves. a dozen wolves. <laughs> no, no, no lone wolves here. The the guy specifically makes sure that he's not going to be a lone wolf when he goes to confront the heroes. So that is a <laughs> unnecessary. Maybe somebody just thought the title wasn't enough to let you know what it is, and. Uh, <laughs> Wanted to put wolf in the title so you'd have a better idea that it's a werewolf movie. Uh, hey, real quick, did you uh, did you notice that? Um, oh, what's his name? What's uh, one of the the neighbor? The, one of the younger guys. Um, but he was the same. I'm trying to think of the, the actor's name. Um, but he was one of the same guys. For, uh, not one of the same guys. He was the the guy from the last Starfighter. No. Yeah, the dark curly headed guy with the beard. God, I wish I, here. Let me let me let me look online here to 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 find out who that actor is. But um, but yeah, he was the the lead. He was Alex in the Last Starfighter, and it turns out he was in a bunch of oh other stuff too. Oh, Lance Guest, that was his name. Um, he was in like uh, 
he was the um oh he looks a he, lot different yeah yeah he was a chief brody's kid in uh jaws of revenge which i think is like uh, the was isn't that the no jaws is jaws to the revenge yeah and jaws 3 is in 3d maybe i'm thinking of jaws 4 i don't yeah. know one of the jaws movies he plays chief brody's kid i think it's the second one uh, and then he's in Halloween. He's one of the kids in Halloween too. But um, and he's got a bunch of other like minor minor things. But uh, yeah, uh, he was, in my opinion, he's probably the best. He didn't get the most screen time, but probably the best, <laughs> best actor. <laughs> he's, uh, you know, he was in uh, recently. He was in um, shit. What's that movie on Hulu? Um, the Patient with um, with Steve Carell. Did you see that? No. Yeah, so Steve Carell plays a psychologist who's who's seeing this this guy uh, this 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 patient, and the patient is like telling him he has all these urges and whatnot. And then one day, Steve Carell's psychiatrist character just wakes up in like he's like chained to a bed, you know, in this in this basement. And this guy has has you know kidnapped okay. him and has, has him in his basement is just like using him as his personal therapist and steve carell's like trying to figure out like how i'm going to keep this guy from killing me and it's it's a it's a, a mini series but right. it's really really good but he plays the yeah, disturbed he's in episode patient. one yeah it's really really good stuff man no i have i have not seen that uh jaws the revenge is the fourth movie ah there we go series I think Jaws two is just called Jaws two, yeah. And yeah, 3 I remember Jaws like three 3D. was Jaws three and three D. Well, I love uh, a lot of third films go three D. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the Last Starfighter. That's a great. Oh yeah, it's a great yeah, movie. still top notch. Yeah, they need to do something with that. I'd like to and see something with that, not a remake. Or you know, they snuck. Um, they snuck Ethan Embry, who was like a '90s, like uh, kind of flash in the pan, um, like teen star. He was. Um, did you ever see Can't Hardly Wait? In the '90s, yeah, yeah, it was kind of like mm-hmm. a, like like a teen comedy, like everybody's graduating from high school. He was like the main character in Can't Hardly Wait, and he's in this movie. Um, he was in Sweet Home Alabama. He's been in a couple other things too, but like it was really surprising to see because I didn't remember, like I, I didn't remember him at all. But he's yeah, he's. Uh, He's the son. Yeah, yeah. So it was like he he was in this movie, and I was like, oh, what's what is what is this guy doing here? You know, like <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen him since. You know, he was trying to, um, you know, he's just graduating high school. So it was it was just cool to see him. I don't think I've seen anything else that uh, Nick Demichi is in. No, no, I yeah, I, I, don't know, I didn't. I don't know these movies. Oh, these are screenwriting credits. Uh, but no, I haven't seen these movies that he's in either. He's in Stakeland and Stakeland Two. This looks like some kind of horror thing. Post-apocalyptic vampire horror, apparently. I don't know how I missed that one. Yeah, but if you go to that uh, okay, that, well, that, uh, that IMDb page, the real crime is that hat he's wearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, I think it's time to wrap up this episode. Be sure to check out Levi's Kickstarter. Give us the title of that again. Oh, man, it's a mouthful. So it's Reverend Werewolves, exactly. old-timey, yeah, old-timey Monster Mania uh, Family Hour. And it's a jam a jam session with me and my, my monster kid buds. And it's a, an, an adventure no it's like it's like a it's it's like a toolbox that you can use to bring uh 
yeah, to, to, to bring different kinds of horror elements into your game. Okay. Is it for any particular game or is it system neutral? No, you'd say, I would say system neutral. Um, there's not a lot of stats or like hardcore like mechanics or rules in it. It's more of like you can pick this thing up and you, I mean, there's an, there is an adventure in it, but it's very rules light. Um, but there's uh, there's NPCs, there's magic items, cursed tomes, there's all new monsters. There's I mean, the thing is just jam packed with all sorts of different uh, little elements. Plus, like I said, those tools that you can use to to bring horror into your games. One of the really cool things I did like about it um, best is that it looks and feels like an old like issue of um, Famous Monsters of Filmland, you know, or like a like an old horror comic or it, it you know like an early issue of fangoria you know it's got a real good vibe to it uh -huh. all right well check that out folks i know i'll be backing it because i have a problem thank you all <laughs> for joining us thank you levi for joining me uh until next time i have been precious d remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements whatever you do do not misuse science we will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg. Funtime Go!